आचार्य गोसाई प्रभुर भक्त अवतार कृष्णावतार हेतु जाहर हुंकार अद्वैत आचार्य गोस्वामी इज एन इनकर्नेशन ऑफ द लॉर्ड एज अ डिवोटी His loud calling was the cause for Krishna's incarnation. Krishna jadi priti vite karina avatar. Priti vite Krishna jadi priti vite karina avatar. Pratame karina guru vargena sanchar. Whenever Sri Krishna desires to manifest his incarnation on earth. he first creates the incarnations of his respectable predecessors pitamata guru adi jatamanyagan pratame pratame karena sabhar prithivite janama thus respectable personalities such as his father mother and spiritual master all take birth on earth first Madhava Ishwarapuri Sachi Jagannath Avaita Acharya Prakat Hoyle Sheshat Madhavendrapuri Ishwarapuri Shrimati Sachi Mata and Shila Jagannath Mishra all appeared with Sri Advaita Acharya purport Whenever the supreme personality of God descends in his human form he sends ahead all his devotees who act as his father teacher and associates in many roles such personalities appear before the descent of the supreme personality of godhead before the appearance of lord shri krishna chaitanya mahaprabhu there appeared his devotees like shri madhavendrapuri his spiritual master shri ishwarapuri his mother shrimati shachi devi his father shri jagannath mishra and shri advaita acharya ंगसारिशयाचार्यंगसारिशयाचार्यंगसारिशयाचार्यंगसारिशयाचार्यंगसारिशयाचार्यंगसारिशयाचार्यंगसारिशयाचार्यंगसारिशयाचार्यंगस
These four material miseries are called bhavarog, or material diseases. They can be cured only by Krishna consciousness. Therefore, Krishna consciousness is the greatest benediction of human society. So this is a point that is made by Srila Narada Muni to Srila Vyasadeva when he meets him and discusses what he hasn't given in his Vedas, in the Puranas, the Itihasas, which is the means through which everyone can be completely purified. He gave, rather, various loopholes so that people could, through adjusting to material life, gradually come to the point of Krishna consciousness. But Narada said, Tatonyata kinshana yadvabakshita pratagdrishash tadkrita rupanam bi nakarichit kwapicha dushtita matir labeta vata hatanaur ivaspadam. Vata hat vata ahata means uh, vata means wind ahata now ivaspadam now now means a boat and so like a boat that's on the the water and it gets blown here and there and can't get to its destination so Vyasadeva says excuse me Narada says to Vyas uh, that tatonyata uh, kinshana Yad Vavakshita. Vavakshita, what you've spoken in all of the Vedas by giving various kinds of processes for material adjustment, which gradually elevate one to the point of the Bhakti Marg. Tatonyata Kinchana Yad Vavakshita Pratagdrishas. Pratagdrishas. Pratag means separate. Drishas means to see. So Pratagdrishas. Krita Rupanamabi. Rupanamabi means the names and forms. So basically saying whatever you whatever you're telling people, whatever you describe that is Pratagdrashas, it's separate in vision from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna. That is uh, Krishna as the, the source of everything, the ultimate goal of the Vedas, and a description of of his uh, pastimes, Ete Chamshakalapum Sam Krishnas to Bhagavan Swayam, Indrari Vyakulam Lokam Mridayanti Yuge, the foundational verse through which the Goswamis explain that you have to have the highest vision to, and understand that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God, even Narayan is a, an expansion, and that, that the reason that Krishna is considered the topmost is because of his qualities in relationship with uh, his beauty, his uh, aesthetic quality, his flute playing, his uh, beautiful pastime, and his loving relationship with the devotees. This is vitally important because without this, the demigods had said, have said in the 10th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam in their prayers to Krishna, ye neira vindaksha vimuktamaninas tvayastabhavara vashuda budaya. If you don't have this relationship with Krishna, intimate relationship, uh, developed by hearing about him, then avashuta uh, buddhaya, your buddhi, your intelligence remains impure, avashuddha. It's not pure, avashuta buddhaya. And uh, this is also described uh, in fourth canto of the Bhagavad 
Bhagavatam where it is said that those who, who don't have bhakti, they're riktamatayo, their heads are empty. <laughs> they got nothing in their head. So even the Buddha, the, not the incarnation, the avatar Buddha who uh, appeared, who's Krishna, uh, Shaktivesh, but the, the, the sage Buddha who left the kingdom and, and went away and meditated, about whom uh, many things are written. You know, when he came to Nirvana, he had nothing. He, his conclusion was nothing because he didn't have a connection with the parampara, with pure devotees to understand the ultimate truth and to imbibe that sound vibration from the spiritual world. So this is what Nard is saying is absolutely necessary for the devotee. means Mati means the, the way you think, the, the way your mind works, dushtita, it will be oscillating. It will, it will oscillate from one thing to the next. Means Oscillating means always turning, uh, never coming to rest any place. And um, you have to have, to have that resting place and it has to be Krishna, he's telling Vyasadeva. People have to know that that's the ultimate goal of life. Otherwise, uh, they'll remain impure. They won't be able to reach the goal because they can't see the goal. So we said, you have to tell them uh, directly exactly what that is and describe in detail who Krishna is and what our relationship with him is. So this is what Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came uh, to teach. Exactly uh, this, what is Krishna's form, name, pastimes, and in the highest of his uh, manifestations as Krishna in the spirit in, in Goloka Vrindavan, where he has intimate loving pastimes with his devotees, that is uh, love that is unceremonious. It's not uh, weighed down by the opulence and the formality of the relationships that are there in Vaikuntha. It's a spontaneous loving relationship. Okay, let's go back. Loka gati dhaki acharya karuna hridoy, vichara karena lokera kaiche hitahoy. Seeing the activities of the world, the acharya felt compassion and began to ponder how he could act for the people's benefit. Loka gati means the course of the world. So, the course of the world is set by the eternal time factor. It moves in a certain direction because of destiny, which is created by the karma of the living entities in this world who take in a certain kind of sound vibration and then they emanate that sound and it makes an impression that, as uh, potentially describes, gets filled in by material nature. So what we say and what we do matters the human society now is misdirected because they don't know about Krishna, they don't know about transcendental sound vibration, and they don't know the difference between material topics and spiritual topics. If you bring up spirituality in the association of people who are untrained in this knowledge, when it comes to doing some spiritual act, they'll say, let's start an orphanage or let's uh, feed, um, feed people. 
nothing wrong with those activities. Actually, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta says this idea of philanthropy often gets marred uh, by um, not having complete idea about how to actually help people. And therefore, uh, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta says, and this is uh, quoted in the Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Vaibhav, that generally people will kill a lot of animals to feed people and then make it worse as they don't know that the ultimate benefit of everyone is to receive transcendental knowledge. So the lokahita, uh, the people of the world, they're, go they're going in a certain direction and how can it be remedied? This is also brought up by Narada to Srila Vyasadeva. Tadvag visargo janataga viplavo yasmin prati shulkam abadyabhatyapi. So he says that this uh, tendency of the people of the world to be overcome by the three modes of material nature can only be remedied by the transcendental vibration of the Bhagavatam. Because it is uh, a different creation, visarga. It's not from the material world, it's uh, coming from the spiritual world. Janataga Viplava. And Viplava means that it will, it, it is the power that will uh, reverse the tendency of the people of the world from being engaged in materialist, materialistic activities, which is the whole problem. The Samohita Jiva, the Jiva who's forgotten completely about his relationship with Krishna, that's the only problem. And bhayam dvitiya bini tasyad ishad ape tasya viparya yo smriti. Viparya yo, I mean, he turned around. He's going in the wrong direction. And so the only thing to turn it around is this uh, viplava, a revolution. It turn it the other way, 180 degrees. And that happens through the transcendental sound vibration of the Bhagavatam. Tadvag visargo janataga viplavo yasmin prati shlokam abadyavatyapi. Uh, even if it's uh, irregularly composed, doesn't matter, because it's full of the uh, names of the Supreme and descriptions of the Supreme, and therefore it transcendentalizes those who hear it. And this is the solution that uh, the greatest souls know, and the avatars like Advaita Acharya, they see the, the plight of people in the world and they want to do something about it. They have compassion. And then they also have the medicine through which people can be reformed. Let's see the rest of that verse. Oops. Yeah, loka gati. The course of the world. Gati means it's going in a certain direction. And... Uh, only a spiritual scientist knows why it's going in a certain direction. Deki, seeing, acharya, dvaitacharya, karuna hridoy, compassionate heart. So this is, this is the beauty of the Vaishnavas, paradhukaduki. The Vaishnava feels uh, uh, sad uh, because of the suffering of people in general. And this is what Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, designates the highest class uh, yogi is one who has compassion for others, who suffers because of their suffering and can relate to what they're going through. 
And then vichar karena, vichar karena, he, he's thinking about what to do about it. Is Advaita Acharya, lokera of the world, kaiche how. So lokera kaiche how, hita, will I give hoi uh, some help to the people of the world. Seeing the activities of the world, the Acharya felt compassion and began to ponder how he could act for the people's benefit. So if you look at Nectar of Instruction, verse number five, Prabhupada describes in this uh, about maybe fourth from the, from the last purport that um, the highest class devotee is one who's constantly thinking about how to help other people uh, go back home, back to Godhead. Let's see. Uh, keep going. One should um, yeah, okay, yeah, wait, here it is. In this Christian conscious movement, a chance is given to everyone without discrimination of caste, creed, or color. Everyone is invited to join this movement, sit with us, take prasad, and hear about Krishna. When we see that someone is actually interested in Krishna consciousness and wants to be initiated, we accept them as a disciple for the chanting of the holy name of the Lord. When a neophyte devotee is actually initiated and engaged in devotional service by the orders of the spiritual master, he should be accepted immediately as a bona fide Vaishnava and obeisances should be offered unto him. Out of many such Vaishnavas, one may be found to be very seriously engaged in the service of the Lord and strictly following all the regulative principles, chanting the prescribed number of rounds on chapa beads, and always thinking of how to expand the Krishna consciousness movement. So Prabhupada gives this designation uh, amongst the Sangha of Vaishnavas, one who's very strict and, and follows the process without stopping, uh, comes to a higher platform. And how do we understand that higher platform? Well, the person is very strict and serious in following the regular principles and chanting Hare Krishna, prescribed number of rounds, and always thinking of how to expand the Krishna conscious movement. This is in parallel with the thinking of Advaita Acharya and the way in which Krishna describes how the highest yogi is one who is empathizing with people in, in general. So the lowest devotee is described as a Kanishta Adhikari. And the Kanishta Adhikari uh, doesn't know how to do good for others. And also uh, doesn't know how to recognize advanced devotees. The neophyte devotee sees only the Ishvare Taradini, uh, sees only the, um, the deity in the temple, but doesn't say, uh, see um, the advancement of other devotees and respect them properly, and also doesn't know how to do good for others. So then the advanced devotee is one who knows the different categories, understands devotees and how to respect them properly, 
and also knows how to do good for others, can give mercy to other people. This is the Madhyamadikari. Ishvare Tara Dineshu, Balisheshu Dusatsucha, Prema, Maitri, Kripal Peksha, Yakaroti Samadhyamaha. So, um, advanced devotional service is symptomized by this mood of Advaita Acharya. Uh, it's also mentioned in the Bhagavatam in the eighth canto by Shukadeva Goswami observing Lord Shiva drinking the ocean of poison when he says, Tapyante Luktapena Sarava Prayasojana Parama Aradanam Tadi Purushasyaki Latmana. He says that the highest devotees are ones who um, feel for the people of the world and therefore take on some suffering on their own head for the sake of elevating those people. That's the best worship, he says, parama aradhanam. You can't get any better worship than that for Krishna, who's within everyone's heart. That's the best kind of worship of Krishna. So this is uh, the exalted nature of the path that we're on. It has to do with following the footsteps of the Panchatattva, taking shelter of the five members of the Panchatattva. And we see here the character of Advaita Acharya. He's showing by example what a Vaishnav is. A Vaishnav is paradukaduki. It feels sorry for the people in general because of their suffering. And therefore is thinking, he's considering, let's look at the verse again. This is what's going through his mind. How can I help the people of the world? That's what this verse says. Vichar means vichar karena. He's considering. You see how that's parallel with what Prabhupada describes that out of the Krishna consciousness movement uh, emerge those who are more advanced and therefore should be uh, become leaders, spiritual leaders. Vichar karena lokera, kaiche hitahoi. They're thinking, how can I help the people of the world? That's advanced devotional service. So the translation, seeing the activities of the world, the acharya felt compassion and began to ponder, vichar karena, how he could act for the people's benefit. Kaichi hitohoi, purport. This sort of serious interest in the welfare of the public makes one a bona fide acharya. An acharya does not exploit his followers. Since the Acharya is a confidential servitor of the Lord, his heart is always full of compassion for humanity in its suffering. He knows that all suffering is due to the absence of devotional service to the Lord, and therefore he always tries to find ways to change people's activities, making them favorable for the attainment of devotion. That is the qualification of an Acharya. Although Sri Advaita Prabhu himself was powerful enough to do the work as a submissive servitor, he thought that without the personal appearance of the Lord, no one can imp improve the fallen condition of society. In the grim clutches of Maya, the first class prisoners of this material world wrongly think themselves happy because they are rich, poor, powerful, resourceful, and so on. These foolish creatures do not know that they are nothing but play dolls in the hands of material nature, and that at any moment, material nature's pitiless intrigues, pitiless intrigues can crush to dust all their plans for godless activities. Behold the poetry here. Such foolish prisoners cannot see that however they improve their position by artificial means, the calamities of repeated birth and death, disease and old age are always beyond the jurisdiction of their control. 
Foolish as they are, they neglect these major problems of life and busy themselves with false things that cannot help them solve their real problems. They know that they do not want to suffer death or the pangs of disease and old age, but under the influence of the illusory energy, they are grossly negligent and therefore do not do nothing to solve the problems. This is called Maya. People held in the grip of Maya are thrown into oblivion after death. And as a result of their karma in the next life, they become dogs and go or gods, although most of them become dogs. They become gods in the next life. They must engage in the devotional service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Otherwise, they are sure to become dogs and hogs in terms of the laws of nature. The third class prisoners being less materially opulent than the first class prisoners endeavor to imitate them for they also have no information of the real nature of their imprisonment. Thus they are, thus they also are misled by the illusory material nature. The function of the Acharya, however, is to change the activities of both the first class and third class prisoners for their real benefit. This endeavor makes him a very dear devotee of the Lord, who says clearly in the Bhagavad Gita that no one in human society is dearer to him than a devotee who constantly engages in his service by finding ways to preach the message of Godhead for the real benefit of the world. The so-called Acharyas of the age of Kali are more concerned with exploiting the resources of their followers than mitigating their miseries. But Sri Advaita Prabhu, as an ideal Acharya, was concerned with improving the condition of the world situation. There we have before us a masterpiece, a purport that you can read again and again. You can put it on your wall. And um, the poetry of Prabhupada's words and the way he expresses these concepts is unparalleled. It's the, it's the confluence of of his association with Srila Bhaktisiddhanta, with all of the Vedic literatures and, um, and his profound relation, uh, expression of realization because of his relationship with Krishna and Lord Chaitanya that comes out in these purports in such an attractive way, but informative as well. So now let's take some reflections or questions. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Uh... Okay. This is Danavari, please. Hare Krishna, Danavari. Thank you. Please accept my humble obeisances to you, Jai Shila Prabhupada. Thank you so much for everything. Whole package is so so nice. I get really happy. Uh, I want to share uh, these two slokas that uh, Guru Maharaj, you started with the Baraha Pidam Natavaravapo. That slok, and then the other one from Gopi Gita, Tavaka Thamrutam Tapta Jivanam. That slok, both sloks are my favorite. Uh, since childhood, my father taught me, and then I read that Lord Chaitanya embraced uh, Prataprudra uh, King when he was uh, saying he was saying this Tavaka uh, Thamrutam. He that is Lord Chaitanya's favorite and. I really like to recite every day and thank you so much. I just wanted to share. You have a, a blessed birth in this world. That those are your remembrances 
that you remember and have favorite shlokas from the, from the Bhagavatam uh, speaks of your momentum coming into this world and also uh, puts you way high in the chart for having complete success in this lifetime. So it's it, uh, that, uh, that we get favorite verses in the Bhagavatam and they're very meaningful to us is, is our lifeline to the spiritual world. So we want everybody to have that opportunity to, to taste that, even if they weren't born in a family where they got that samskar, which is extremely special. Um, we want other, everyone, no matter where they take up in life, and I, I want to mention at this point, uh, I'm dedicating this class uh, today to His Grace Prima Niketana Prabhu, such a, a dear devotee to so many people. He was uh, one of my older disciples. He passed away yesterday or the day before yesterday, um, India time. He had been uh, battling some illness for some time. And I got to know him very, very well, staying at his home on my way to and from Vrindavan and all, in Delhi. And also um, he, he traveled so much back and forth from Vrindavan, from Delhi. And whenever I came there, I always rode with him. He drove, drove me everywhere. And we got a chance to talk and talk and talk. And he was so appreciative of the fact that he came in contact with the Krishna consciousness movement. And uh, after a lifetime of, of you know, a successful material life and then realizing the uh, futility of it and then grabbing on uh, wholeheartedly to everything he could possibly get um, in the later, later years of his life, it, it made me uh, appreciate this uh, mood of eagerness. And the sooner that we can develop that, even if you're young as a kid, feel free to uh, grab this really hard and hold on to it throughout this lifetime. There's nothing else to be had that's of value. And we have very little time. We really don't know how much time we have. Anyway, I, I dedicate all the kirtan and everything to His Grace Prima Niketana Prabhu and pray that uh, his family may find solace in realizing the greatness of this soul who lived in their midst um, and practiced Krishna consciousness, Om Tat Sat. Thanks for reminding me of all that. Thank you, Guru Maharaj. Thank Hare you so Krishna. much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Okay, let's see what else. Uh, reflections or questions? Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna Devavrata. I wanted to share a reflection from distributing books the other day in the Walmart parking lots. Um, yes, please. I met this man who I came up to him. I showed him the books and he wasn't so interested. And then about five minutes later, later he pulled up in his truck and he tried giving me a book called How Money Works. And he was saying, you know, you're very talented. You have, you're obviously a hard worker. You know, you could, you could work for me. You can read this book and you can come work for me. And I, I didn't say it to him, but I was thinking, I was like, I know how money works. It comes and goes. <laughs> but but <clears throat> what I'm doing, distributing books, this is the best investment I could make with my life because whatever I invest in this, it's not going to go away. It's with me forever. And so I was just thinking about, you know, all these purports, they're kind of referencing how the, the best thing that we can do with our time 
is dedicate all energy into being Krishna conscious and make as much advancement as we can with this short period of time that we have. Thank you very much for sharing that, David Ratta. Prabhu, and it, this is one of the reasons that uh, book distribution is such a powerful service is because when we go out and mix it up with all kinds of people who are, who are affected by various modes of nature, it tends to solidify what we're reading in the Bhagavatam and the Bhagavad Gita. And just as David Vrata Prabhu, because he's deeply studying and, and the books and also chanting Hare Krishna and living a, a strict life of practice, then when he hears and sees these things, then it becomes a, a, an edifying factor that he, he, he'll hear and he'll say, oh, I recognize that mode of nature. And he's able to juxtapose that with the, what the Bhagavatam says. And this becomes very powerful. Of those who can see the difference between knowledge or worship of Krishna and the difference between uh, knowledge of or worshiping Krishna and worshiping that which is not supreme. Then somebody can actually have determination and be, become successful. Let's see what else. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Nanmatnam. Jashna Prabhupada. Jai Prema Sarovra Prabhu. Thank you much. Um, question, continuing on that question from Deva Brother Prabhu. Um, we sometimes meet non-devotees who might say, why do I care? Let me enjoy this life. Um, so what would be an ideal response which kind of could convey what we have to say? Well, um, we could craft the response, but my immediate um, thought is, when will that enjoyment begin? The, the futility of material life is expressed throughout the Bhagavatam. We see Paranjana, who is looking everywhere within the universe to find a suitable place for him to enjoy. And he finally arrived in Bharat Varsha. And there he saw a beautiful park. And it appeared to be a place where he could enjoy. The Bhagavatam goes into much detail about birds and the, the flora and the fauna and the sound vibration. And then he sees a beautiful young woman. So this is the epitome of enjoyment in the material world. This is... Um, uh, what, where the plot always thickens in every play, every moon, movie, boy meets girl. And okay, now this is the real, this is where it's the real enjoyment's going to start. So we learn from Paranjana. He meets the beautiful woman and he becomes attractive. So he starts chatting with her and uh, flattering her. And then she's flattered and she, they, they have this implicit uh, agreement that, uh, yes, let's enjoy together. And he asks her, where do you come from? And where are you going? She said, I have no idea. I just know now. And this is the material intelligence. She represents material intelligence that I only know now. I only know that, that I'm here now. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and let's go get a Slurpee. And, you know, there's no, um, there's no consideration of consequences whatsoever in, the, in this so-called enjoyment. So when they get together, the scenario plays out in such a way that 
Paranjan is living with his wife and then he leaves for a hunting trip and goes and kills animals. He transgresses Dharma by leaving his wife and spending time with other women. And then he comes back, his wife who represents Dharma is, um, is uh, in a state of um, depression and angry at him. And then he makes up and then they try to make up for last, lost time being together. And wherever his wife goes, he goes. Whatever she thinks, he thinks. Whatever she eats, he eats. And, and this is, uh, it's showing, the Bhagavatam is showing the pattern of material life. That the male and female come together, there's a kind of bonding, and there's this expectation that sometime the happiness is going to happen. But what happens is while they're, uh, life is what happens. I think John Lennon wrote this in a song. Life is what happens when you're making other plans. Is that correct? Anybody know John Lennon songs? No. Srimad uh, Mahotsava knows George Harrison. He met him in Vrindavan. That is a John Lennon song. Thank you very much, Subhadra. I deeply appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> we need an archivist from the 70s here to help us sometimes. So there's... Um, there's this uh, expectation they're going to be, be happy, but what the Bhagavatam reveals to us, as they're trying to enjoy together, uh, then there's this attack that takes place. And it's insidious because a time, the time factor comes, and they don't realize that, oh, we've gotten old. And uh, then Paranjana, who's a metaphor for this, uh, the city of the body, He's living within, it gets attacked by old age. And then the fever comes, the, the fever of death takes away his life. And at the time of death, he is naturally absorbed in what he was doing throughout his lifetime, which was uh, trying to enjoy with his wife. And then he thinks of his wife at the time of death and he takes birth in his next life in a different body, in the opposite. Now he becomes a woman in his next life. And and life goes on with the pursuit for happiness, but he never actually touches it. Actually, the kind of happiness we get is a representation of happiness. It's an image that we're looking at in the mind. We never actually touch the world. We're only looking at a reflection of it or a photograph of it on the chitta or the mind. The mind is a subtle substance that is... Uh, within our body. Our body is a microcosm of the whole universe. And that subtle substance there records the imagery that comes from the outside world. So we as, a Peru, as the Purusha within the body, the, the person who's trying to enjoy in that city of nine gates, we're looking at that uh, imagery on the chitta that's imprinted there. And as if we're watching a movie, we don't actually interact with the world. We only interact with the imagery on the screen. I'm not, this isn't everything you should say to that person. I'm just trying to analyze it. But the fact is that when does the enjoyment start? And the Bhagavatam can give us the high perspective that actually we never touch happiness in this material world. Or if we do, as the Vaishnava poet, poets say that if you're in the desert, your feet are being scorched, you're thirsty, you need water, you're going to die. And someone says, yes, I'll give you water. And then uh, Jayadev says, okay, here's one drop. They bring an eyedropper. You need 
a lot of water to satisfy your thirst, to stop your feet from burning. But then someone says, okay, I give you water. You can't say it's not water, but it's one drop. It's not enough. So the same thing with the material world. You never quite get the happiness you're looking for. And, and if it does come, it's insufficient. It doesn't satisfy what we, what we actually want. So for people like that, actually, uh, philosophically, we may present many uh, points, but it's often best to give them some kind of an experience. For instance, uh, distributing prasadam can be very effective as prasadam has transcendental qualities, all the transcendental qualities of Krishna. And if you just uh, give them prasadam that they like and keep giving it to them, then their mindset gets purified and uh, they, they can take an interest in devotional service. That's sort of a, a fix-all. Prasadam fixes everything. Let's see what else there is. Actually, I was uh, intrigued by that uh, uh, verse 97, where actually uh, Advaita Charya says that uh, everyone's engaged in material world, whether sinfully or virtuously, right? It is as if the two are the same things. He is not actually giving a higher importance to the so-called virtue or uh, so-called goodness in this world. Actually, I was reminded that Srila Prabhupada, uh, uh, I think, uh, very graphically described this as uh, the dry end of the stool or the wet end, uh, like that, right? Yeah. And we have this uh, spiritual organization also here in India, which says, do good, be good. And they think that this is all there is to, <laughs> to life. And what to speak of the spiritual organization, I was, I was uh, reading this uh, 11th canto where actually Krishna is instructing Uddhava. And uh, there I think he refutes the theory of uh, Jaimini. I think it's one of the six uh, darshans or the philosophies, the Mimamsas, where they feel that everything is, uh, I mean, all that you need to do is engage in good uh, uh, fruitive material karmic activities and how Krishna is refuting that. So um, it was very interesting that actually how Advaita Acharya is in the same lines he's talking. But uh, while that is really thought provoking, I do have the question that what exactly prompts one to take up devotional service if it's not his pious activities? Because Everybody uh, the, is distributing books, everybody, but only few take it, right? Everybody, we are giving prasadam, but only few benefit from it. So if it is not virtuous activities, if it is not pious activities, what prompts a person to take his first step towards uh, devotional service? Is it Agyata Sukriti or what? Could you please elaborate on that? Sure. Uh, there's a a way in which in traveling throughout the material world, Brahmanda, Brahmate, Kon, Bhagyavan, Jeev, Guru, Krishna, Prasadi, Pai, Pukti, Lata, Beach, the living entity, he's wandering from one place to another, means there's no satisfaction, there's no resting place. But when one comes in contact with a, a devotee who's uh, speaking about Krishna, chanting Hare Krishna, distributing Krishna consciousness, and whether the, uh, that person who's wandering understands what just happened, 
by the impression that he or she gets by hearing from that person, coming in contact, rendering some service, that uh, there's a, a seed, a subtle seed is planted. Everything grows in this material world from subtle to gross. Every, every gross manifestation we see around us is an evolute from something subtle. In fact, the whole universe is like that. And also the growth of devotional service is described by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as an evolution that starts by the planting of a seed or a beej. And that beej comes from those who are planters who, who distribute the sound vibration. That's why uh, this distribution is so important. The Madhyama Adhikaris who understand the purpose of the Lord go out and give the transcendental vibration to as many people as possible and engage them. That's why Prabhupada engaged his disciples early on, for instance, in India, in Medan Crossroad, Sham Sundar put together a festival where millions of people could come. Of course, it was in Bard Varsha. <laughs> They're all so pious there. They, but they come and they hear Hare Krishna and they get benefit. And Prabhupada used to say from these, uh, from these exhibitions that we make, whether big, small, medium, it doesn't matter. You know, if, if you go and you broadcast, then people come in contact with it. Uh, of course, you know, there's this ongoing debate about the power of Agyata Sukriti. We shouldn't just be satisfied that, okay, I, I sprayed it on people, therefore they're going to get benefit. I mean, the Shastra is clear. The, the fact is that when somebody hears the holy name from a devotee, when they chant it, they get benefit. But we also have to help them by developing an infrastructure, and Prabhupada started this, that's why he made temples all over the world, so that people could come and sit and, and see the deities here and so forth. So the, the short answer is that through this uh, contact with devotees, one way or another in some lifetime, one gets this impression of bhakti within one's mind and heart. Yerabhaso pyudyan kavalita bhavadvanta vibhavo drishan tatvandanam apidishati bhakti pranayanim. Rupa Goswami says the holy name is so powerful that when somebody who's undanam, they're blind. They don't know anything about tattva. They don't know anything about Krishna or bhakti. But when they hear the holy name from, from the devotees, then it can awaken that sense of bhakti in them. That's the power of it. And so uh, there's some kind of seed planted by association with a devotee somewhere. And if one can do some service, then Shraddha awakens. And Prabhupada says that every living being has a bank account in his or her heart. And every time that we get some connection with devotees, devotional service, then we put a deposit in that bank account. Yadrishi, Yadrishi, Shraddha, Siddhira, Bhavati, Tadrishi, Brahma Sanghita. Krishna is telling Brahma that gradually, gradually, Yadrishi, Yadrishi, Shraddha, that Shraddha becomes stronger and thicker. So then Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, Adao Shraddha, Tata Sadhu Sangata Bhajana Kriya. From Agyata Sukriti comes Shraddha, or one has some appreciation for devotional service. As you said, in distributing, you find uh, rare people, they're, they're very interested. And it's not that the other people don't get benefit. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta told his, uh, his mudbasis, you should go out every day and knock at least three doors. 
He said, even if they don't listen to you, they get the benefit. They see a devotee and they think, oh, some holy person came to my door. Even if they slam the door in your face, then they still think these Hare Krishnas should go away. Prabhupada emphasized this. He said, Krishna's name is so powerful, the devotees who are distributing it are so noteworthy that he said, even if people come through the airport and they see you, at that time we dominated the world through the airports, <laughs> and they see you, and then, and then Prabhupada said, if they think, oh, there's that rascal Hare Krishna man, he should go away. He said, they thought Hare Krishna. And so the name has some, some power and influence. Of course, we'd, we'd like to organize so that they, it has the most positive influence. So when they see us, they think that was the most beautiful presentation I've ever seen. I want, I want to go back to it. That was the nicest prasadam I ever tasted. These are the nicest people I ever met. Because then it goes more deeply within the hearts of people. And so we shouldn't develop a militant attitude, in my opinion, that, okay, we're spraying it on people, so it doesn't matter what else we do. Because it's like, it's like a virus. It just hits you, and then, it, then you're done. Uh, Lord Chaitanya was very thoughtful about how he presented, specifically so that he could capture the minds and hearts of people. And what, why is Vyasadeva so concerned in talking to his guru? He wants to present it in such a way that they can understand it completely and it'll have the highest benefit. So that's the kind of adjustment that goes on within the minds and hearts of devotees. And Prabhupada used to say, Manushanam Sahasreshu Kashyadyapati Sirhaya. So it's rare that uh, people are interested in spiritual life. So you can take it like that, that uh, Krishna said it, it's rare people take it. So when you're out preaching and you find uh, only a few people who are really interested, that's very much in line with the actuary tables that <laughs> Krishna has presented in the Bhagavad Gita. Let's see what else. Okay, Shreya has a question here. Uh, she says, differentiated between Shaktivesh Avatar Buddha and said there was a separate Buddha that came to the null conclusion of Nirvana. Can you please reconcile the existence of these Buddhas, which, as per my understanding, seem to be two different entities? Yeah, they seem historically to be two different entities. There's, a, there's the Avatar, which is mentioned in our uh, Das Avatar Stotra, and there's also the story of Buddha. Buddha is more of a, a, a title. Uh, you know, a name of somebody, not a specific avatar, except in the case of where it says it in the Shastras. And so there's these uh, stories of Siddhartha Buddha and uh, coming out of the palace, seeing the suffering of people, and then going back to meditate and rise above samsara. But uh, with no guru, he came to a null conclusion. Rikta uh, Matayo, he didn't have the, the connection to the parampara. Okay, let's see a reflection from Madhava Govinda Prabhu, who said, I was remembering the pastime of Haridas Thakur when Lord Chaitanya asked him, how can these Yavanas be delivered? And Haridas Thakur replies that the Lord does not, uh, replies that the Lord do not take anxiety. Uh, actually, that section, anyway, He's saying, Srila Prabhupada mentions, these words of Haridas Thakur are just befitting a devotee who has dedicated his life and soul to the service of the Lord. When the Lord is unhappy because of the condition of the fallen souls, the devotee consoles him saying, my dear Lord, do not be in anxiety. This is service. 
everyone should adopt the cause of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to try to relieve him from the anxiety he feels this is actually service to the Lord. Yeah, that's a very important uh, quotation. And the devotee who notices that this is the innermost desire of the Lord to uh, help the conditioned souls and then goes about that work becomes very quickly recognized. Okay, other points? Vamshuli said, please accept my obeisances. The daily activities of devotional service are going on outwardly, but I'm not putting my heart enough into it. How to get to the point where I want to chant and not just have to. Well, think about it when you sit to chant and remember how helpless you are. This is uh, the recommendation of Queen Kunti when she says, Janmai Shraya Shruta Shribir, Eda Manabada Puman, Naivar Yavidatum Bai, Tom Akinchana Gochara. Become a Kinchana. Remember, take some time to meditate on this fact that you don't really have anything. It, uh, it's all borrowed plumes, as Prabhupada writes. And it'll, it will be helpless at some time. Start from that position when you chant. And Prabhupada said, when you're in that helpless condition, feel helpless, you are helpless, so feel it. Get in touch with that reality. And then chant, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. And it will conflagrate. The chanting will cause a fire to burn if you chant with that mood of being akinjana, I don't have anything. I didn't get anything yet. I'm, I'm, I'm the one who is left out and I'm, it's on my own fault. So now I'm begging. I'm begging and begging. Please give me one drop. Just let me taste it one time. Ekbar nam rashi matore, said Bhaktivinoda Try to be in this mood that, my Lord, I didn't get anything. I'm the, I'm the one who got left out. So now I'm begging if you just give me one little drop. Ekbar, one time. Ekbar nam rashi matore. Give me that one drop where I'll feel it, where I'll feel I'll be changed by this. And you can, that can happen in one japa session. Plan for it. Make your day rotate around that and then sit down and lean into your chanting so you break something. Uh, you know, really uh, chant, chant from your heart. Don't just get it done. And even if you can't do that for 16 rounds because uh, you don't practice, uh, I mean, anything you practice for, you can, you can develop. And so start with what you can do. If you can do half a round in that mood or five mantras, uh, do it like that and keep practicing. Like we did this morning, we have these japa sessions specifically so we can focus and remember this is a discipline that, that is necessary for us to advance. Okay. Uh, let's see. Much. Yes. I just wanted to share a reflection. I was listening to one of your classes from about uh, two years ago, I think. No, 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 a few years ago in 2014. And you were talking about the name of the class is Beware of Maya. And you were talking about how our standing in Krishna consciousness is a gift. And so when you were just speaking on this point of I don't have anything, I was just thinking that anything that we have is just a gift. Just to be grateful for that is just such an amazing, amazing accomplishment. Oh, yeah. Thanks for bringing up that point. And it, it's, it's helpful, of course, in any discipline, but especially in Krishna consciousness, to start to be a beginner's mind. Don't feel entitled. 
that somehow rather uh, mercifully somebody dragged me in and is allowing me to stay here and be a part of the devotees and keep that start over every day and say i'm the beginner here i'm starting over i don't know anything i'm to totally dependent and that kind of mindset's really important trinad api sunichena toror api sishnuna amanida manadina kirtaniya sadahari that was lord chitani's instruction he said be very very humble and don't think i'm something big i'm just a little uh i'm i'm here i'm a mercy case how did you get here i'm just a mercy case somebody let me in the back door because <laughs> i was scratching on it and you know i don't really deserve to be here but somehow or they they let me in and i'm just i'm just counting every minute as a blessing that i can stay here with the devotees if we have that mood then we can chant and if if we lose that mood and it gets covered over with this idea janma aishvarya shruti shri beer that can happen in devotional service i'm a this i'm a that i'm a big something krishna says nirmana moha jita sanga dosha nirman means don't be the man like you walk in i'm the man uh kirtan you know chanting kirtan but my mantra really in my mind is look at me look at me look at me look at me and uh, you know this is an idea that is uh coming out of my mind while i'm chanting hari krishna ma mantra so the vibration is different from somebody who's helpless and calling out that uh krishna you know i'm i need you prabhat's kirtans were powerful he chants he chanted simple tunes he only had three tunes altogether and they're very simple but because of the the power of the uh, you know what was coming out of prophet's heart people were moved by it and the whole movement started around it so it's the quality of the vibration that we make dependent on the quality of our consciousness and so nirman be nirman yes i was like i was uh, listening to one lecture uh, that you gave previously in 2015 uh, titled the psychology of frustration and i could relate it pretty much with what we were discussing here you just talked about the futility of material life and um that in the lecture you were talking how that you were you made a reference from galad maras teachings that anything that we endeavor for in this material world uh, we get the opposite result and at the, on the other hand whatever we um i mean even the the entry level um result that we get by getting in touch with the spiritual vibration is yes and in, in uh, prahlad's teachings he says this that uh, everybody inevitably gets the opposite result this is what arjuna says viparitani keshava he's saying in the first chapter of the bhagavad gita krishna I'm here in the battlefield this doesn't look good I'm going to get the opposite of what I wanted out of life and prophet comments viparitani viparitani means okay I'm getting the opposite so um on the other hand with devotional service krishna is so kind that if we approach him with all our complexities in life satyam drishyati artitam artitondrinam naivartato yat punar artito yata swayam vidate bhajatam anichatam icha pitanam ah 
Ichapitanam, Bajatam Anichitam. So Satyam Dishiti Artito Artito Nurnam, Artitam Artito Nurnam, Naivardato Yat Punar Artita Yata, Punar Artito Yata. So Arta Arta, the person who takes the Krishna consciousness but then keeps asking Krishna for, uh, I want this, I want that. I may come to Krishna conscious, but I still have material desires, in other words. And I'm at, I, but what about this? What about that? I, want, I, I need this in order to be a, a real devotee. If you first give me this, then I'll think about surrendering Krishna. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Krishna thinks this person's a fool. I'm giving the best thing that this person's thinking, give me something else. So Krishna says, this person may be a fool, but I'm not a fool. I have a lot of experience. And so he, he gives the uh, material desires to the person, but he does it in such a way that they don't want it anymore. He covers over that desire with a desire instead for Krishna's lotus feet. Icha pitanam nija, nija pada means I give him my personal association, palavam, my beautiful lotus feet. So if we approach Krishna, even if we're in a confused state of mind, but we keep trying, then Krishna will help to sort things out so that uh, we will eventually come to this point of pure devotional service. And uh, also, as Prabhupada indicates in the verse, Sarvadharman Paritya we can preemptively do that at any time. In other words, we can just decide, I've had enough of the material world, I'm just going to go ahead and surrender to Krishna in every way that I possibly can at every moment. And um, let's uh, just be done with the whole thing. And Krishna says to such a person, don't worry, I'll back you up on this 100%. And that's really exciting life. The rest of it is uh, kind of a, you know, the evolution is there, but it's a, it's, what a drag to be left behind. And especially because we have a finite amount of time in this lifetime, wouldn't it be glorious to be able to beat the system and actually make it in one life? Yeah, make it in one life, you know, like surprise all the critics and, uh, you know, just surprise yourself, surprise your, your own mind, you know, that says, ah, you're, you're useless, you can't do this. And just very quietly, in a very determined way, turn everything around and say, I don't care what anybody says, including my own mind, I'm going to take up Krishna's offer and I'm going to surrender. Why not do that? Nothing wrong with that plan, right? Shreya, what do you think there in North Carolina? Is it a good plan? Yes, it's the best plan out there. Thank you very much. We needed a verbal yes to confirm. So that, that, that can be done, and that's a, a devotee's praying for that. Just let, let me do that plan. And ananya I heard Prabhupada speaking just recently, and he was saying, I didn't come with anything to this country, and now I, I look at all the facility I have. He said, I've been around the world 14 times, and I'm a penniless beggar, monk. I don't have anything. I've been around the world 14 times. Even billionaires can't do that because they're locked into doing their work. They have the karma panda fansa. They still have, you get a billion dollars and you still, oh, I got to take care of my company. 
and you're 70, 80, 90, 100 years old, and then you drop dead, and then you're born, you got to work again. So, I'm not against work, but it's the, the mood of surrender. It has to be, Krishna, I want everything for you, everything dedicated. And if you just fix your mind upon me, Krishna says, then, then you'll see, I'm right there. I'll take care of you. And that's the meaningful part of life. Hey, Haribo, Bhakti Alex. You know, I was just in a meeting with the Bhakti Center a couple of days ago, and um, they were showing me pictures. Okay. Is it called? Is it called the Soul Spot? Yes, Gurmaj. Your inspiration. We're trying to. Really beautiful. They're doing this uh, table with signs and soul spot and so many people coming and taking Krishna consciousness there in New York. Please go ahead, Bhakti Alex, and thank you for the service you're doing. Yeah, all your grace, Gurmaj, truly. Uh, I was really appreciating the point you were making about not trying to be the man and like being in the mood of being like the new guy every day. And it reminds me of one of my favorite Bhagavatam stories, which is Jed Bharat and how he not only wasn't trying to present himself as very learned, which he was, but he actually presented himself as being retarded almost. Because he really just didn't want to get into it, the whole like name fame thing. And so I was really appreciating that point. Um, but also in that regard, uh, I was curious in that sometimes we have devotees come to us who may be feeling a lack of inspiration and uh, not so enthusiastic and they're kind of struggling their Krishna consciousness and then the natural kind of reaction that I think a lot of your disciples especially feel is to say well just go do books you know go and go out your door and try and give a book to somebody because you really then can tap into that stream of inspiration and enthusiasm that comes from uh, like following the order of Lord Chaitanya um, but at the same time we don't want to come off like you know we're above them and we're instructing them because obviously you know i'm not for sure but you know just you know how to like how to maybe present the idea of like going out and book distribution to somebody without making it feel like you know you're the man you know and like you're telling them you know what to do you know in a sense if that makes sense sure well uh, a couple thoughts one is in the gita krishna says that you shouldn't discourage people, but you should encourage them to work whatever they're doing in the spirit of devotion. So uh, the mood is Krishna is presenting is, is be gentle with the position people are in now and then just encourage them to do what they can with what they have. And as far as going on on book distribution, the idea of we're in this together and we're just going out to see what will happen because it's we're doing the right thing and it's very exciting to go out into the the great unknown known as the public. And uh, it's fun and easy. Make it a festival, festive environment and invite people to come along. Ramananda Sakaprabhu, the first time I remember him at the temple, he walked in and we were on our way out to go set up book tables. And uh, he had just come. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we greeted him. He was new at the temple. 
And uh, I said, well, we're all just going out right now on Sankirtan. He said, what's that? I said, you want to come? And he, and he said, <laughs> he said, what is it? And he said, well, you know, we just set up some tables and we're distributing books. And he said, sure, I'll come along. And he ended up distributing a book or more that day as a, as a complete beginner. Of course, he's obviously a, an advanced soul who walked in. But, you know, as far as the orientation to our, our community and, and ISKCON distribution of books and things, he was, he was new at that time, but he kind of got swept along. So it's always helpful to create a festival environment. I, you know, I notice that um, whenever I do a Sankirtan seminars in any given community, uh, a lot more people generally will come for the philosophical part, the presenting the PowerPoint. But then when it gets time to actually walk out the door together, you know, things come up. Like, you know, my mom needs a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'll be right back in a few days after this thing is over and so forth, you know. So, um, you know, I noticed that the more I lower the bar and I say, actually, we're not going out to distribute books. We're just seeing if we can actually walk out the door. That's the only part you have to do. Go out and touch the pavement. That's become a ritual that we go out to your spot, just try to make it, you really don't have to do any books. And we don't want you to do any, actually. No need to perform and don't even try it because you know that's not what we're doing. We're just going out to see what it feels like to conquer the mind and walk out the door, then together touch the pavement. And, and if it happens after that, that you, you wanna try something, then fine. So oftentimes framing it for people in that way, because I noticed that devotees get it in their mind that, uh, oh, I have to perform. And then they play a scenario in their mind that when I try to perform and I, I don't know what I'm doing, I'll be rejected. And then I'll look like a fool and people won't think, I think you're not very advanced. And there's all these false expectations they put upon themselves. So in order to help people overcome that, you have to anticipate those and take them away and give them you know, confidence that uh, you're successful already just because you showed up. And if you walk out the door with us, you're going to feel something that's really exciting, but we don't want you to do anything today. Just watch, hang out. And then I find that the people who are kind of self-starters, they'll break that rule and they'll start running around doing it themselves anyway. <laughs> and the other people who are shy, they feel full protection to be able to stay back and just watch and do be behind the behind the scenes services to help others and then they get caught up in the mood of it and that can help a lot well as usual we've run over time but it's it's been a real pleasure hasn't it going going into the sri chaitanya charamrita and it just uh did anybody find where those other two verses were i think there were two more uh about how each, uh, didn't we add some Shraddha uh, verses about um, Shri Vishnu Parikshadabhavad. It, it's the, there's a long verse that can be sung in that tune about uh, how each devotee attained uh, perfection by a particular kind of devotional service. I've seen them. They're somewhere in a PowerPoint already. Is it? Okay, because I don't remember adding it. Maybe anyone? Anyone? Oh. 
I'll check with Shamlangi Mataji. Yes, Mataji, I think we had done it, but today maybe we are, we are you know, presenting the, the other one. So yeah, we'll check it, yes. Where are they, Shamlangi? <laughs> I will look there in the Google Drive. I'll share, I'll check with Shraddha Mataji and we'll find out from Raj. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're suffering due to lost verses. They've disappeared somewhere. <laughs> okay, so now uh, let us have our Guru Puja program. And then uh, if we find the verses, we'll sing them. Hare Krishna. Raj, uh, I think CC Madhya 22-136, one of the words. 22-136. Okay, thank you. Who said that? It's Mukharavinda. Hey, Mukharavinda. Good work. That's a nice service that you do, always finding the verses right away. It really is a nice service. Let's look at that real quick. Let's see if we can sing it. We'll see on the other side. We're, we're traveling to Jamulus land. We'll be right, right back with you. Um, Madhya 22, 136. Shri Vishnu Shavane Parikshirabhava Vayasaki Kirtane Kaladasmarane Rarangripajane Lakshmi Parikshit attain the highest perfection, shelter at the Lord's lotus feet, simply by hearing about Lord Vishnu. Shukadeva Goswami attained perfection simply by reciting Srimad Bhagavatam. Prahlad Maharaj attained perfection by remembering the Lord. The goddess of fortune attained perfection by massaging the transcendental legs of Mahavishnu. 
Maharaj Prithu attained perfection by worshipping the deity and Akura attained perfection by offering prayers unto the Lord. Bhadrangaji, Hanuman, attained perfection by rendering service to Lord Ramachandra and Arjuna attained perfection simply by being Krishna's friend. Bali Maharaj attained perfection by dedicating everything to the lotus feet of Krishna. Can everyone please unmute and say Hare Krishna? Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Krishna,